You are now listening to the Life at Humble podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm your host, David Nguyen, and on today's episode, we are going to share a great chat that Ellie had with Melanie Chai, Associate Director for Advising and Career Services, as well as David Smith and Shante Thorpe from the Black Academic Success and Engagement Center. During the chat, they share their insights and experiences about their work habits as they take a how do I know which imposter syndrome I have quiz and then share the results. If you have any questions about this week's episode, feel free to reach out to us on Instagram by searching at Life at Humber. So with that said, enjoy and see you on the next one. Welcome everybody to this We Got You Live chat. This is totally new for us, so forgive us if there's any te- technical difficulties or if anybody drops connection, but we'll just get on with it for today. And uh, so... Also, if you're watching the replay of this, comment down below, replay. We'd love to hear from everyone, and it actually helps us out a lot in the comments. So to begin, I'll just uh, give a little introduction to everybody. If you want to say like their role at Humber, maybe share what's your favorite snack to eat right now, and uh, maybe, uh, Shantae, do you want to start us off? Uh, yeah, for sure. So my name is Shantae. I'm a second-year student at Humber. I'm in the International Business Program. And I'm also a program assistant at the Black Academic Success and Engagement Program. And I guess my favorite snack to treat myself with has always been and still is Pop-Tarts. I don't know why, but yeah. (laughs) What about you, David? Hi, everyone. Oh, hi, Lee. Um, My name is David Smith. Um, I'm a secondary student also at Humber College. I'm in the 3D animation and design program, and I'm also a work study at the Black Academic Success and Engagement. And what's my favorite food? I think my favorite food's my favorite snack is still Oreos. Yeah. Nice. Oreos. Okay. That's a good combo. (laughs) How about you, Melanie? Um, So my name is Melanie Chai, and I'm the Associate Director for Advising and Career Services here at Humble. Um, and my favorite snack, I have to say, I do like salty snacks. Plantain chips have been my, always have been my favorite. But uh, a lot of times I can't find the ones that I like. And when I do, mm-hmm. then I always reach for the chocolate. So a dark mm. chocolate especially. Yeah. Yes, for sure. I got I to gotta stick with you too there on the chocolates. I feel like like a nice Reese <laughs> is, uh, is my go-to snack. Yeah. Oh. Well, thanks everybody for sharing that. That's amazing. Uh, thank you all for being here. And it okay. is uh, Wellness Month here at Humber College, so we thought it'd be a good idea to sit down, have a little chat about something I think everyone experiences at some point in life, and that's imposter syndrome. So mm-hmm. together, we're actually going to do uh, a quick eight-question quiz, see what the imposter syndrome we actually have, and discuss our results. So enjoy. If you yeah. want to follow along, you can do the quiz with us. It's actually from Grammarly. Um, the link should be in the comments or description, so go on and check it there and you can follow along with us. We will go through the eight questions and share our thoughts and talk about talk about our results. Yeah. So how does everyone feel to just get started? Yeah, yep. ready. We're so, so we're just going to pull it up on our phone here for one sec. Okay, awesome. Yeah. Everyone's got it all pulled up? Yeah, yep. awesome. Perfect. Okay, so... The first question is, how easy is delegating work? So we can take a second answer, and then we will talk about that for a sec. I'm good to go. Yeah. 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 I feel like it's like one of the game shows. You're like, answer locked <laughs> in. <laughs> um, okay, so what did everyone say? I said, well, I put, I can if I need to. Mm. 
Yeah, I'm definitely not the type of person just to like start like telling people what to do. I typically like say for instance in like group works and things like that, I typically wait to see if like anyone's gonna step up first. And if no one does, then I usually start delegating, I guess. Yeah. Oh, okay. Nice. I selected the same answer because <laughs> by nature I'm not <laughs> by nature yeah. I'm not very, I'm a very bossy person. Um I'm normally okay, I'm going to get my responsibility done first and then if there's other stuff that needs to be done and no one steps up, then I'll do that. But um yeah, that's yeah. what I selected. Uh, for me I find it depends on my role. Um you know, when I, early in my career, I found it a lot harder to do because I just mm -hmm. wanted to get everything done because I know it would get done <laughs> properly. But yeah. then, you know, the longer you're working in your career and the, the harder I think your work becomes and the more workload you have, it's impossible for me to not delegate. So now it's pretty easy. I, I can, yeah. I, I put, I selected the answer that said easy to do. You know, there's a lot of work to go around. So now it's a lot easier for me. But I think when I was younger, definitely it was a lot harder to do. For sure. I, I'm on the same page as you. I was going between those two options. At first, I was like, I can when I need to because I want to do it. I want to make mm -hmm. sure, like, I'm doing the way I want to do it. Yeah. But at the same time, being in the film program I am, you have to really learn to, like, give things away and do a specific role. Mm -hmm. So I feel like I've come to terms with it being easy now that I can, like, okay, I can trust people around me and have that have them as a resource and not only can they put their own ideas and spin on it it just makes a, a more collaborative group mm -hmm. for sure yeah, yeah. For sure yeah. Yeah. so it is a learning process um now we can move on to the second question which is how do you feel when you miss a goal the options are i feel like oh, i forgot to mention that from before that's okay <laughs> you live and you learn so i feel like i haven't been working enough i feel like i let my team down I feel like I'm just not able to do some things or I feel like I'm not qualified for my job and I can't stop thinking that I'm not the right person for this show. Elliot, you're finding it hard to choose, huh? Yeah, I was, I was, I was going between a lot of them there. I was thinking, all right, okay. What did everyone say for that one? Uh, so I went with, I feel like I haven't been working enough so typically mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i thought like that's the one that relates best to me i wouldn't say this exactly but typically if i miss a goal then the first thought is you know what did i do that i did wrong or i should have done better and that's usually what my go-to thought is you yeah know? yeah i think I, I i put the same i still felt you know some of the answers you kind of want to check off two of them yeah. I, yeah I do feel like I I, w I will feel like I let people down but definitely mm -hmm. like you Shanti I feel like I haven't been working enough and maybe I needed to reprioritize or yeah you know I must have been focused on something that I shouldn't have been focused on or I should have grouped later right so I definitely mm -hmm. can relate to that David uh, I selected um I feel like I let my team known I feel like that's the closest to how I would actually feel. Um, like, you know, when you when you miss a goal, like you start thinking about the expectations that everyone had for you and like the standards that you set for yourself. And then when 
the standards and your actual output don't align, it kind of makes you feel like you're some kind yeah. of monster. So yeah, that's that's generally how I would feel in a situation like that. Yeah. Nice, nice. Those are all really good points. I'm kind of on the same page with, I feel like I haven't been working hard enough. Just as, you know, sometimes you miss a goal and you always just feel like you could do better. Even if you reach yeah. that goal, sometimes you, you think back and you're like, okay, like what could I have done better? Mm -hmm. Like what can I do for next time? When that's good to reflect, sometimes it can actually be a bit harmful when you negatively think that way. Mm -hmm. So we got to have a good sure. balance of both. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sure. And just to know, actually, what we can do instead is after we, like when the first person's ready, we can start discussing because sometimes, you know, maybe I'm taking too long or something like that, but <laughs> yeah. we can do that for time's sake. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. okay, so moving on to the third question now. How do you feel when you're not working? The options are like I can breathe, fairly calm, stressed to the max, or okay if everything is caught up. So I would say fairly calm. I think again, you know, y'all are so much younger than me. But um, <laughs> now, again, when I first started working, I would say that I, I definitely put in a lot more hours because I could, and that's my preference. Um, and I would, I would just keep working and working and working until I felt like the work was done. But now that I you know, and I would, I think the last option, which was okay, if everything mm -hmm. is caught up, would be how I would feel. But now, you know, I have kids and I, I can't really afford to feel stressed if I'm not working because I have to yeah. give my attention. So I feel, you know what, there's always tomorrow. I'll keep working tomorrow or when they have to bed, if I really have something to do, I'll get it done. Um, but I, I, I feel fairly calm when I'm not working. Yeah. So I actually chose, okay, if everything is caught up, but I will say that sometimes it's like accompanied with some amount of like paranoia where it's like, okay, things are too calm. What am I missing? You know? Yeah. <laughs> Usually that's the feeling, but as long as I'm up to date and I know I have everything done, then it's easy sailings for me. Mm -hmm. Okay. I... What actually happens is that I when when I'm not working, it's like a combination of all the answers. Cause like the anxiety is there, like you know you miss something. Mm -hmm. right? like, mm -hmm. There's no way yeah. like you don't have something to do. Like I never not I never don't have something to do. I always have something to do. Like, there's always <laughs> another assignment. There's always a project. There's always mm -hmm. something that I have to do. So I selected stress. Everyone said exactly on point what I was about to say, because I feel like it was like the bottom mm -hmm. three where I'm either stressed to the max, completely cool, mm -hmm. or okay if like everything's been caught up. Because I feel like as you were saying, David, sometimes you always feel like there's something that's next that's coming up that you should be thinking about. Yeah. And then you're always trying to work towards that. And then sometimes when it's too calm, you're like, do I enjoy this or is there something I'm missing? <laughs> yeah. um, and then also there's the third option, which is like when you put in all the work in the day, you're like, oh, I did well today. I feel accomplished. I got what I got mm -hmm. done. I made a schedule. I completed, I, stick, I stuck to it. And yeah. as you were saying, Melanie, you just enjoyed the rest of your time. You enjoyed your day and what 
was bothering you could be always be done tomorrow. Yeah, there's always tomorrow. But I think I think that comes with time, right? And experience because I wouldn't say that's how I felt when I had my first professional job. You know, I was working a lot of hours and I got very burnt out. And then yeah. I realized that, that I didn't want to live like that, right? Mm-hmm. And so it wasn't worth it. I was getting older, I was married, right? Like it was different, a different stage in my life and I really yeah. wanted more balance. And so I had to figure out how do I find that happy medium between being satisfied with getting my work done and then also knowing that I, I have to leave things behind for the next day. Like not everything is going to get done. So what do I prioritize? What do I focus on? And what do I leave for later? But it came okay. with time and experience. And that's what I would say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Definitely hit the mark on that one. Yeah. All right. Jumping into question four now. I, I leave the office when option one, my work is done. Two, last, there's always work to do. Where's none of the above? And <laughs> 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 not enough options here. Yeah. yeah. This one's a part one or part two question. Mm. I'm actually going to go with when my work is done although i wouldn't say this is exactly it i'm a big fan of like setting boundaries and Mm -hmm. saying like no work after you know 6 p.m whether i'm done or not you know yeah yeah that's very nice that's good for you to have to be able to set boundaries (laughs) and stick to them yeah sorry i was gonna say i know that i felt because i came as an international student Mm -hmm. And I'm from Trinidad, and I felt like the culture in Canada is very focused on work in a way that Caribbean culture is not. Yeah. So that was a big adjustment for me because my, you know, when I graduated from university and I got my first job and I was in the field working in Canada, the Canadian workplace feels like people work longer hours, they work harder. Um, not in the Caribbean, they don't work hard, but people shut off, right? Like this, mm-hmm. I'm out, I'm yeah. out weekends of a family. I just felt it was very different. So sometimes it's context, I think, and culture plays a mm-hmm. role in it. Um, but yeah, I would say, Shanti, like you, I when my work is done, that's it. I, I have yeah. to have boundaries too because I have little people who will, right, have to be fed and cared for, etc. So Sometimes life forces you to have mm-hmm. some of those boundaries. Yeah. Yeah, Melanie, to kind of piggyback off your point, like, yeah, coming in as an international student as well, you realize that the workload here sometimes can be really large, like copious amounts of work. I actually yeah. expected that I, the last, leave the office because I'm a bit more disorganized when it comes to work. Like, I, I would rather spend all my time, all my energy trying to get this massive thing out of the way mm-hmm. than having it haunt me for another day. Like mm-hmm. I don't like having work loom over me. So if, and I guess that's one of my faults, like I'll burn myself out just to get this out of the way. And if that means I'm the last person out of the office, then so be it. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm, I'm sort of on the same page there too. I chose the last, uh, the last, like you leave when the last thing is done. Just because I haven't been as good at setting boundaries, but I'll do like my, my program work, I'll work with Humber, then I'll do like my own personal work, and then I'll just start building other yeah. things up. Do what can I do? But I, I've sort of learned from burning out and yeah. pushing myself to those limits where I need to set those boundaries. Where sometimes, even like last night, I, uh, 
yeah. work all day up until like seven or eight. I'm like, hey, I'm cutting myself off. Yeah. This is, this is, I need these last few hours just to get rest and mm-hmm. regroup. So I'm better for tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And also the nice. thing with boundaries, I nice. feel like it gives us something to work towards. Like, you know, that you're going to stop working at six or whatever time you set for yourself. So you work towards that. And I find that really helps. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a reward, right? Like, okay, yeah. I, worked, I worked hard and, okay, I'm going to take a break and kind of rest and refresh exactly. myself. Yeah, 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 that's a good point. Yeah. Awesome. Nice. All right, so question five. What emotions do you feel when something goes wrong at work? Option number one, shame, motivation, or guilt? Again, can I select more than one? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it needs to be above all or yeah. none of the above, or <laughs> A and B, A and C. Yeah. So for me, I think that um, initial reaction is actually shame. You know, you feel like you let yourself and everyone else down. But going forward, you also get that motivation where you want to do better for next time. And there's also like guilt because you did maybe let some people down and you didn't do as much as you maybe should have or you fell down in some aspect of what you were trying to do and there's always like a little bit of you know different emotions in that yeah Mm -hmm. yeah um i selected um motivation but my my initial reactions are always like a mixture of all three so it's like Mm -hmm. oh I'm, i'm so ashamed like I'm guilty that I, I know that I did something wrong. I probably didn't handle this the best way possible. Yeah. But going forward, I always have some form of inward motivation to remind everyone, hey, I'm competent, I'm capable of doing this job mm-hmm. than anyone else. And that that kind of drives drives you um, inwardly to just do the best you can do going forward. Yeah. That's it. I also selected motivation, but like like you, David, and you, Shanti, I, I feel a combination of those emotions. Although, again, like I don't think I feel shame as much anymore. It's more guilt um, because I think, mm-hmm. you know, shame really doesn't lead to anything positive. So mm-hmm. I try not to even bother to make myself feel badly. That I do feel guilt because I feel like that's more like, oh, crap, I, I let somebody down. Yeah. Um, but as you said, David, it really motivates me to, okay, I'm going to do better next time, or how can I improve this process, or what can we do differently? Um, so I think, yeah, more motivation than anything else. Nice. You guys pretty much said it all. That's like what I was going to say. Motivation for me as – I just uh, – when, you, when you're making mistakes, it's your learning, right? It's a process. Yeah. So. You're not going to keep it 100 all the percent. We're mm-hmm. we're going to make mistakes at some point. So I feel like it's a time to say, okay, what did I learn? What can I, where can I take this? And it it means you're growing. So yeah. I take it as motivation. There is sometimes where you take it as guilt, and you're like, okay, you're trying to like explain yourself, like what happened. Okay, mm-hmm. maybe I did it because of this. But for the most part, it's motivation. It's like, okay, I learned. I'm growing. Mm-hmm. For sure. Nice. Okay, so question number six. How do you approach challenges? There's option number one, work harder. Two, avoid them. Three, set a goal to overcome them perfectly. Perfectly? 
or set a goal to overcome. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So if I'm answering this question honestly, it depends on the challenge. Yeah. But mm -hmm. I, I, like, like depending on the type of challenge, I'll probably avoid it because like my because my plate's always full and I always have like a whole lot of stuff doing. Like I'd be like, oh, I can't take something else up right now. But yeah. depending on the type of challenge, like I'll just work through it. Um, if it's something that I can't avoid, like additional assignments that you just need to do to complete the class, regardless, you don't have an option with those stuff. So I have no choice but to work hard and push through it. Just kind of just, it's never perfect for me. Like I, I, I don't have a set system where I can set a goal and get there perfectly. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll increase my, my, my ability to work hard to get through a challenge if I need to. Yeah. So I actually chose set goals to overcome it perfectly. I'm not sure about the perfectly part, but yeah. I do definitely try my best to break down challenges into small achievable goals where I can and take my time where I can in just achieving each goal until I get to that final place where everything's done and I'm done and it's all good. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, I said the same as you, Shanti. I said set a goal. Again, that perfectly piece, I would probably take it out. Yeah. Um, but it was the, the answer that I'm most related to. And I think, you know, I as you, with, again, I'm, I know that I'm a part of a team. I'm not on my mm -hmm. own. I have mm -hmm. colleagues. I have resources. So when I set a goal, I look to see, like, who can help me, you know, mm -hmm. who, might, who might know. Who might have experienced this before who might be able to give me some advice and kind of try to set myself up for that success right to say mm -hmm. okay, I, I know i want to set a goal i know i have this challenge ahead of me but somebody must have faced this before so who can i talk to what can i do what can i put in place and then that helps me feel confident in the goal that i set mm -hmm. yeah. yeah i feel like it's it's a good mix of all three because i I didn't think about it, but David, what you said really stuck with me. Because uh, sometimes you get an obstacle or challenge or you're asked to do something and just the thought of it, you're like, I have too much going on right now. Mm -hmm. I need to, you just want to avoid it. So I feel like that's part of it. But then what I do is I personally I like to set goals. I'm like, hey, what's the end? And where do I need to get, like, how do yeah. I get there? Mm -hmm. And that keeps me sort of on track for more uh, short, mid and long-term goals. Yeah. As if like within the week, within like the month or semester and like yeah, what I want to get done exactly. in the year. So mm -hmm. um, it's a good mix, but also a lot of it is working harder. So I was having trouble to decide which one because working mm -hmm. harder is what I usually do. I'm like, okay, I'll get it done tonight. I'll, as I said, yeah. like before, like sometimes I won't set boundaries. I'm like, I'm going to get it done. <laughs> and you just push yourself to do it. So yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Nice. We actually had a question uh, back to questions ago in the chat. We can talk about it if we, we, if we can go back to it, uh, what kind of boundaries do you have for yourself? As we were talking about um, cutting yourself out at a certain point. So for me, there's one day of the week where I usually say no work, no schoolwork, mm -hmm. no 
um, no schoolwork, no work work. And it's usually a Sunday for me. So that day is just, you know, Netflix or whatever I want to do. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um, for me, it's, I find email can take over your life. Um, <laughs> yeah. And things are coming at you. And I find that can make me anxious. If I'm seeing a lot of, you know, you feel like with each email, there's a to-do list that comes with it. Um, so I actually took email off of my phone. Uh, I don't mm. have any work email on my phone. I was very intentional about that. Mm. And then um, I have a set time that I leave work. Um, you know, I, I, and I, I also, when we were in the office, there was one day a week that I would work late. So that would be my day that I would just say um, to my partner, like, you're in charge. I'm going to work late today. And that was my set day. Every Tuesday, I would work late. I would take a break, go to the gym, um, and then mm -hmm. come back and keep working. And then I wouldn't come home until the kids are in bed. So they know that's mommy's day off, right? So that's that was one of the things that I did for myself that I know sometimes I have to work late or have a late meeting, and that would be the day that I set. Um, mm -hmm. And then like you, Shanti, there are just days that I will not do any work or points of time yeah. in the day in the evening where... I'm not going to look at my phone. I'm not doing work. Um, mm -hmm. It's just time for me. Yeah. Okay. Um, a boundary I have, I don't deny myself sleep. Mm. Mm. If, if I've worked myself to exhaustion and I'm like, okay, the eyes are shutting down now, like, I yeah. will pass that point. I, I think that's the only boundary I have. When I'm ready to sleep, I'm out. That's, that's my <laughs> good boundary. It's a very good boundary. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I think so too. Yeah. You guys had a good variation of boundaries there. Um, for me, like, I used to work myself so hard, I wouldn't give myself a day or anything. I, I'd be mm -hmm. Monday to Sunday, back to back, like every day, uh, doing something. And I found that that's how I had to set my boundaries because my mental health was taking a hit or I wasn't sleeping enough. And you need that time to rest. So that's mm -hmm. how I feel like that's, again, sort of like what you were saying, David, just the mm -hmm. sleep. You get to it and you're like, you know, I'm not thinking anymore. I'm just doing something yeah. like as a zombie. Mm -hmm. But yeah. yeah. Okay. So jump into question number seven. Okay. Which sounds most like you? Number one, I don't need anyone's help. Number two, all I know is that I don't, don't know anything. Number three, if you're not going to do it well, why do it at all? Four, I may have many faults, but wrong isn't one of them. And five, never put off until tomorrow what can be done today. This is a hard one. Yeah, yeah this, is, this, is, this is a hard one. Okay, um, I chose. So I selected, um, if you're not going to do it well, why do it at all? <laughs> yeah, I think... I think my mom told me that way back when I was younger, and it's kind of something that stuck with me. So I was like, okay, whatever you do, do to the best of your ability. Leave no regrets, or as little regrets as possible in your work. Um, do it like it's the last thing you're going to do. So that's that's always been me, personal mantra. Yeah. Okay. Uh. I believe in not putting off things that you can do today until tomorrow. I think if you can get it done now, why not? You know, you're, tomorrow you will be grateful that you did. And 
I think that's also setting boundaries with yourself as well, where you don't stress out your late, your future self unnecessarily, right? Yeah. I still can't pick. I'll <laughs> okay, I'll go. Um, I think I actually chose I don't need anyone's help. Uh, sometimes mm. you can feel kind of independent. You're like, mm -hmm. um, not in like a bad way, but as in like, you know what I mean? You're like, I can do this. Like, you know what I mean? Like you put the pressure on yourself and you just like, as an independent, you just, you just say, okay, like I'll do it. I'll get it done. I'll get it done. I'll get it done. And then mm -hmm. like, whether you can ask somebody like on your team, like, oh, do you mind helping me out this night? Or can you explain this better to yeah. me? Or can you like work with me with this? Mm -hmm. And instead of more just like isolating yourself, sometimes it can be easy to do that. And I've learned to try to overcome that. Sometimes it's easy to just yeah. do whatever. So I felt forced to choose here because I don't feel like I relate to any of them quite completely, but I put, um, I may have many faults, but being wrong isn't one of them. <laughs> and I think I think I've learned to follow my instincts. Um, and it's kind of a you know when I think about that about that statement, I think when I'm gonna go into something and do it, I want to make sure that what I'm doing is right. Mm -hmm. And so again, like I might do my research or talk to others or you know look at what's come before and really try to go with my gut and, and the information that I have in front of me. And you have to go with confidence and just say, look, yeah. I, I'm just going to do it. And I, I think I'm on the right path. And But I'm not afraid to say if I'm wrong. And I'm not afraid to admit that. So mm -hmm. it's a, I, I felt that was a really tough question. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You, you, you actually explained that one very well on top of, because it was a hard question. Because some of them apply, but some of them are way off yeah so it, it's a it's a hard hard rate hard for that one, one. yeah mm -hmm. okay so the final question number eight what's your approach to professional development option one hone your current skills to perfection two new trains and certifications are a must three refresher courses on skills i haven't used in a while three take a new task and put in more time or four professional development what is that so i chose <laughs> was a pretty easy choose for me. Nice. Yeah. Um, I, I, I chose um hone my current skills to perfection. Um, I, as I mentioned earlier, I'm in a 3D animation course, and it's a skills-intensive um, field. Like, you're forced to learn a variety of different programs and software to do, like, really complicated stuff, and there's so many different user interfaces that you have to remember. It's like mastering a different math um, equation or thing, like for every single thing. And you know how hard math can be if you don't practice. So it's kind of hard to just sharpen your skills all the time if you're not doing it constantly. Yeah. That's why I always say I'm always busy. I always have something to do because if you don't use this skill um, for a while, you lose it. You forget how yeah. to operate this thing and it's like you're always in a constant state of improvement because these programs that you use update and you have to follow the new learning curve and you know so I feel like that's what best describes me I always try to sharpen my current skills yeah that's good yeah so I um it was a pretty easy choose for me as well but what I chose is 
basically the contrast of what you said, David. So I'm going with new trainings and certica certifications are a must. So I'm a strong believer in lifelong learning and I love learning new things. And I feel like for me, that's how I grow and that's how I develop. And I love exploring different things. So it's always like something new to learn for me. Yeah. I chose to take on new tasks and put in more work. Um, I think what I really like to, I do like to learn new things, but I also think that a lot of the skills that you already have are very transferable to new tasks. So for me, what I've seen and experienced is when I take on a new task, there are often things I already have to offer. You know, I have certain mm -hmm. skills that will work that will serve me really well in the new task, but there are also things that I have to learn. So again, um, you know, like Shanti, I like training. Mm -hmm. I, I love professional development and certifications, but a lot of times I prefer the on the job piece where I'm mm -hmm. in it and I have a chance to experience it and kind of see where my gaps are um, mm -hmm. and what skills I already have that I can apply and then what are the areas that I'm going to need some development in and then I, I might look for trainings or certifications or conferences that would help me to develop those skills or seek out colleagues who have those skills who might be able to help me figure out how to navigate that so that's my that's my nice. choice I feel like the one for myself that I I guess most stuck with was honing my skills um, I feel like that's just one that sounded like me uh, but I do, I do agree with a lot of the other ones because I do like to choose new tasks. I need yeah. to explore. That's something I like to do. I like new learnings, as you were saying, and mm -hmm. having that growth and just exploring. Like sometimes I just yeah. like to take on new things and just try. And, and, uh, one of my teachers, uh, actually called this a very good analogy. And we're, we're in After Effects, which is one of our, um, also kind of animations. Yeah. And, uh, he's like, it's like a sandbox. You just got to play. Mm -hmm. And for a lot of the stuff I do, you know, that's how I learn. I just play. I just, you know, that's how I've got to where yeah. I'd be. So practicing old skills as well. You always got to keep up your skills and, and uh, keep improving. But yeah. I feel like that sandbox analogy really, really hit home. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Nice. So that is the actual end of the quiz. And we can talk about the actual uh, results that we got. So I can start it off. I uh, got the perfectionist. Oh uh, yeah, so yeah. the perfectionist is uh, one of the most. I'm reading the description here is one of the most common personality types to experience imposter syndrome, and it makes sense. Perfectionists set unrealistic expectations for performance, and when those expectations aren't met, they question their self worth. Mm -hmm. As a perfectionist, you likely have trouble recognizing your achievements and feeling proud of yourself, since everything could be done better. To be imposter syndrome, you should focus on learning to celebrate your success and truly appreciate how much you accomplish. Likewise, when you make a mistake, remember that mistakes are natural. Accepting that your work will never be truly perfect uh, until you free yourself to start your projects and try new things. I feel like that's 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 kind of true and it's kind of not, but yeah. it, it definitely mm -hmm. hits the mark from what my what my what my uh, my answers were from before. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I yeah. actually got the same, so I got perfectionist as well. I feel like I could have identified with this a bit more in high school but since i started college actually i'd say i've taken a step back to say not because i didn't meet this expectation doesn't mean that i'm not good enough or i should decrease my self-worth a little 
you know? So, mm-hmm. yeah. So I feel like maybe once I was definitely a perfectionist, but now I'm kind of leaning away from that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and as a perfectionist too, like I saw that too, uh, like when it says mm-hmm. everything could be done better. Yeah. I used to be that as well, but learning that like, I learned from that and there's the growth yeah, and exactly. that's actually where it comes from. I've learned to, you don't need to have everything okay. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And like who has everything all together, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. Exactly. Everyone, everyone, yes. But it's easy to look in a room and think that everybody does, right? Mm-hmm. And I guess yeah. a, a big part of imposter syndrome too, looking around mm-hmm. and thinking, oh my gosh, everybody has it together and I do it. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So I had, uh, I got the superhero. Oh. Oh, uh, it's interesting. It's an interesting read. Um, so the superhero imposter is one who feels like a less legitimate professional than their colleagues. Mm. on more and more and pushes hard to seem like the real deal. In fact, superhero imposters are workaholics, hooked on the validation they get from work rather than the actual work itself. Fixing this kind of imposter syndrome should be focused on training yourself to find internal validation rather than external validation. By shifting your focus, you'll learn how to incorporate more balance into your workload. <laughs> how do you feel about that? Uh, uh, it's pretty accurate. <laughs> um, I, 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 yeah, it's kind of creepy. I, oh, did we, we lost connection to him? I think so. Oh, there you go. Satisfaction from seeing someone say, hey, this really looks great than being impressed with it myself. So I'll work assiduously to get something out, but not really be happy with it. Yeah. If everyone else is great with it, then why not? So it's pretty accurate. Yeah. Yeah. And I know that shifting my focus is to try and be more, uh, give myself more validation is going to take me working hard and a bit more self-introspection to be happier with myself and my work and my standards yeah, yeah. nice thanks for sharing that um so i had the natural genius um for the natural genius success is all about the results and has little to do with effort like perfectionists natural geniuses set high expectations for themselves Unlike perfectionists, the natural genius has a need to do things correctly the first go round and panics if tasks cannot be completed quickly, easily, and well. To overcome imposter syndrome, it's important to accept yourself as a continuous project. Even for the most brilliant minds, remarkable achievement literally takes years of learning and experience. Mm-hmm. To this end, set your sights on small constructive changes that you can strive toward over time. Remember as well that skills are learned and take practice. I think I know some of these lessons. Um, <laughs> maybe I don't always apply them to myself. But I, you know, when we were getting ready for this um, for this live, and you know, I thought about imposter syndrome, and the first time that I felt it and realized what it was was really when I started my masters, and I stepped into that room and I met. There was this other woman who I had met, and we instantly connected. We were both women of color in a program where there were not many people of color. I'm an immigrant, I have an accent. Um, There were more men than there were women in that room. And, you know, we both were like, somebody's gonna figure out that they accidentally accepted us into this program and there's a mistake. Like that was the big 
fear that we had, um, that we didn't belong and somebody's going to figure it out. And people were talking in very academic terms and we didn't feel like, you know, we fit. Um, and then, interestingly enough, one of the courses that we were doing started talking about imposter syndrome and we're like, that's us, that's what happens, that's what, mm-hmm. that's what we're experiencing. And I think, you know, throughout my career, I've had those moments where I've been the only woman of color in a room, um, you know, again, the only person with an accent in a room wondering if I belong, wondering if I'm going to be good enough, wondering if people are going to um, listen to me, think that what I have to say is valid. And I think with time and experience and, you know, I have developed the confidence to know that I do know my stuff and I, I, I do have experience and I do have talent. But again, that really came with time, right? Mm-hmm. So I think I can relate to it a little bit, but Shanti, you know how you said you felt you've moved away from perfectionism a bit? I feel like I've moved away a little bit from this description of me. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I can I can relate to it still. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, thank you for sharing that. Everyone had amazing points on that. Yeah. And thank you for opening up as well. Like these, uh, Some of these questions were a little bit more intimate and deep, so that a little self-reflection to them. And also thanks to everyone in the comments too. Uh, there's a, uh, Steph has been uh, coming out, coming, commenting with us too here. She did the, she did it as well and got perfectionist. So nice. Yeah, it's definitely worth reflect, reflecting on as she's saying. Mm-hmm. Perfect. So our last question here today, end everything off. What lessons from the fall semester will you take in to the winter semester? Mm-hmm. And this can relate to about yourself or your self-confidence. Yeah. So I think for me, something I really want to focus on is pacing myself. Um, so I started Humber in January. So because I started in January, I've basically been doing a full, full load of courses all year. And I have to do another one next year for the winter semester. So, so I don't get burned out. I think what's really important for me to do now is to pace myself and make sure that I'm taking breaks when I need to, that I'm not overthinking, that I'm not burning myself out and I'm just setting the right pace for me to be, you know, relaxed and focused on what I need to get done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. Um, for me, I think something that I learned this semester actually Shantae helped me with was um, proper time management. I feel mm-hmm. like, um, with proper management of time, like a mountain of work can be broken down into a couple small hills, and each of those are easier to climb than climbing mm-hmm. nine. So, um, splitting up my 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 tasks into several different pieces and just basic things that if you really don't think about applying to yourself because they seem small in in in, but in hindsight, once you do them, it it, it becomes like the reason you were able to accomplish the task in a reasonable timely manner. And you find that once you do that, it takes less of a toll on you um, mentally, emotionally, and you get the job done without burning out yourself in the process. So I think that's something I'll take with me into the next semester. Okay. Um, I think for me, when the pandemic started and it was work from home and it was such a huge shift in life, I found that I, I've been, I'm a decent sleeper, but I found that I wasn't, I stopped sleeping well. I was waking mm-hmm. up at night a lot. 
Um, and I realized that I had a lot of energy kind of built up. And, you know, you are in front of a screen for a lot more hours now than when we were not in pandemic times. Um, and, you know, I'm in tons of meetings back to back because now people are scheduling meetings as one meeting ends, they just take yeah. you don't have to walk anywhere. There's no travel time. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I realized that I had a lot of pent up energy that I, I didn't, you know, I'm a pretty calm person, but I, I realized that that was affecting me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in the fall semester, I started to think about, you know, how, well, I started to make some changes, you know, I could wake up every morning, work out, um, even if it's for half an hour, mm-hmm. make sure that I get outside, go for a walk, take the kids out, ride my bike, something in the afternoon too. But I realized that I, I really, it's important to focus on balance. Mm-hmm. And now, especially with the fall semester getting back into full swing, it was easy to get swept up in that and the amount of work that I have to do um, on a daily basis. But again, I, the balance is really important to avoid the burnout. Pacing yourself, like Shanti said, it's really, really important, right? That now that we're back in the full swing of things, and because we don't know how much longer this is going to go on, you know, we just have to make it work. So I I feel like boundaries are more important than ever before, and self-care for sure, and especially going into winter, which is dark, and it's not, it's my least favorite season. (laughs) As a warm-blooded, you know, Caribbean woman, it's my least favorite season, so I know it's going to be really important for me to practice self-care um, mm-hmm. and set those boundaries for myself to be well and to be able to do the work. Yeah. My mine actually is kind of two parts. One of the first one kind of touches what I'm just saying only about changing up your environment and situation. Like I find that too. Sometimes I can spend a whole day at my computer, sitting down in the same chair where uh, I actually did this in the, in the fall for the first time. I used to play a lot of ultimate frisbee. So I got out and I went with my roommate, I threw the frisbee, went for a walk. Um, even just starting to, just to, you know, do something different, change it up um, and get out of like the same, same space. And mm-hmm. the second part is to when I'm getting like to that point where I'm stressed and getting to the point where it's almost like a burnout to, take a step back and spend more time with myself whether that's through like working out or watching netflix or calling a friend or doing something else just to actually like deconnect or not deconnect Mm -hmm. de-stress and sort of turn my mind off of thinking about something else and just be present and i feel like that's something that i've i've kind of taken on that sort of goes hand in hand as well with setting boundaries and being able to do that so that's what i've been working on Mm-hmm. Nice. That's so, good. yeah, thank you everyone for sharing. This this has been a really good talk, and I feel like a lot of people yeah. appreciate it. Um, so I just want to thank thank you to everyone specifically for joining. Um, and if you're tuning to the replay again, let us know by commenting the video. We'd love mm-hmm. love to hear from everybody, and it helps us out a lot. So, Melanie, as our associate director for advising and career services, is there anything you'd like to share with us for our audience? Yeah. So just before we. Um turn things off and let people go. We, we know how tough it is studying and you know many of you are working and being virtual. There's just a lot happening in your life. So just a reminder that we have a lot of services available for support um, and you can learn all about them by visiting wegotyou.ca. Wegotyou.humber.ca and I know um, Elliot, you're going to preview this site mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. before we end. And 
also as a reminder, your health and well-being is our number one priority. And we are we want to just um, state some friendly reminders for everybody who's listening and watching today. So to help stop the spread of COVID, please continue practicing physical distancing. If you don't feel well, please stay home. If you're a student returning to campus and experiencing COVID-like symptoms, you can email covidreporting at humber.ca. For more information about how we at Humber are working to keep you safe, you can visit humber.ca slash campus dash return. For all Humber updates, visit humber.ca slash updates. And last but not least, feel free to reach and connect with us anytime. We got you. Nice. Thank you so much. Yeah. That was a lot of info too. So we'll just uh, we'll just show you those sites real quickly. So we'll pop those up on the screen for you. So here's the return to campus information site where you can get all the information for what it's like being on campus for a student or an employee and everything you need to know, as well as all the signage and everything and the update site. So you can keep updated with Humber's notifications about what is happening with the school. Awesome. We'll just add everyone back here. Nice. Okay. So thank you, everyone. And uh, with that said, that is the end of this little chat that we had. Uh, so search on Instagram, Life at Humber, and you can uh, follow up with everything that's happening with us. But thank you again, everyone, and we'll see everyone in the next one. Have a nice day. Thanks for having Bye. us. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us this week. If you enjoyed the episode, do us a favor and leave us a positive review on Apple Podcasts. It would mean the world to us and help other Humber College and Wealth Humber students find our content. If you have any questions for us, feel free to reach out on Instagram by searching Life at Humber. Take it easy and we'll see you next time. Bye.